Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the hour, we're going to talk about the truth. What is the truth, and does it matter as much now as it used to? This has been an extraordinary political campaign this year in which I have said before that facts seem to be an endangered species in our politics. That gets at the idea of truth. What is the truth? And what are the sort of shared set of facts that we can all agree on that allow us to have political discussions, cultural discussions, social discussions, discussions about things that are really complex and require us to all sort of be coming at least from the same basis? So we're going to talk with a psychologist, a professor of philosophy here at Wayne State University and the author of an article about how wild the truth, the notion of the truth has gotten in 2016. You're not going to want to miss that conversation, and we're going to want to hear from you during that as well. But first, I want to talk about something that happened late last week. Over the weekend, sports fans and journalists throughout Southeast Michigan and the country were mourning the unexpected death of my friend and colleague, Detroit Free Press sports columnist uh, Drew Sharp. He was 56, and Drew, of course, was a guest on this show. I also hosted him uh, from time to time on a show I host on Detroit Public Television called American Black Journal, and, of course, we worked together in the Detroit Free Press newsroom. His death has shaken everyone, of course, at the Free Press and throughout the sports world. Whenever somebody who's in that age group, which is not very old, uh, dies suddenly, of course, it is a shock. I wanted to spend some time this morning talking about Drew, remembering Drew, uh, and joining me to do that is John Neo, a Detroit News sports columnist. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, also, I just learned, uh, John, that you were with Drew in East Lansing yeah. the day yeah, before no, he died. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. It's shocking. And it is, it is totally shocking when somebody, I mean, 56 is just too young, uh, as we all, you know, think of that. But yeah, no, we were up in, uh, you know, East Lansing for Michigan State basketball media the, the day before he died. And, um, you know, talking with him at the Red Wings opener a few days before that about work and travel plans and, making fun of each other's terrible eyesight and <laughs> debating the proper definition of same old lines, which I'm sure you could, you probably had that conversation with him over the I years, but, you know, important stuff like that with the kind of stuff that we sports writers tend to talk about and not yeah. serious in the least. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people who are readers or uh, other consumers of, of sports journalism don't quite get how tight knit, the sports journalism community is, and there are some reasons for that that are different, for instance, from the other parts of the newsroom. So, I mean, you, you guys spend an awful lot of time waiting around <laughs> together <laughs> right. for athletes and coaches uh, to, to talk to you. You also spend a lot of time traveling, and right. you're in, in, uh, in other cities all together c- covering our team. So, so I mean, uh, the, the idea... When when one of you leaves us, I mean, for you guys, it is it is deeply personal. Yeah, no, and it is, and it's you know you're also you know you you abandon your own family to go out on the road a lot, and 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 so you you it becomes a second family in some ways. You know, the late nights, and early mornings, and you know dinners lunches, et cetera, on the road, those mm-hmm. kind of things. So, and and I mean, Drew was 
he was a really smart guy, as you know, and very kind. And he helped a lot of young people in this business, including myself, find their way in this business. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's part of it, too, is, you know, he had, he had this persona or whatever in print. But, he, you know, those of us who were around him knew, knew a different person sure. in some ways. And so, yeah, no, it's tough. And we're also not serious <laughs> when we're together that then when something serious happens, it's, it is sort of jarring. And, and that's, I think what a lot of people were struggling with yeah. over this weekend. Uh, let's talk some about Drew's work. I always thought of him as a pretty non-traditional sports columnist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the sense that he would purposely sort of provoke argument and dispute. Right. Right. Uh, which is different from uh, your column, for instance, or yeah. or Wojo or Mitch Album. I mean, we we didn't really have another columnist quite like that in this market. And and I always sort of compared it to uh, a talk radio. That that, yeah. that Drew was much more in print, like a talk radio host who's trying the more bombastic ends of of talk radio, where they're trying to get you to. To sort of engage in an argument at more than more than anything else. Yeah, no, and in and in person, he he obviously liked a good argument, so that yeah, yes, that part did. isn't a surprise. <laughs> I'm sure when he started, took over the columnist job there uh, when Charlie Vincent left, you know that was, uh-huh. you know, I'm sure he was trying to find a role or fit in, and that's the the role he found for himself. But he, like he said, I mean, he had the market cornered when it came to being a contrarian around here. And <laughs> he was never shy with his opinions or taking a stand or going on a limb. But it, like you said, sometimes way out there just to show it could be done almost. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and because he felt it needed to be done and, and he took a lot of flack for it, didn't always accept it, but he, he knew it was coming and he took it and he was right. Probably more than his critics ever would want to admit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but when you knew what he was like as a person, you just laughed because you knew how he laughed and, you know, cackled really is the word we always <laughs> used and, you know, the shoulders shaking and, and he knew his audience too. And that was the thing because, I mean, he grew up one of them in this town, you know, grew up here, went to CC and then to Michigan and mm-hmm. then straight to the free press. And so I think in some ways I always felt like he was writing to that young Drew Sharp, you know, the kid who, couldn't play sports himself because of heart surgeries as an er- at an early age, and and the kid whose dad you know had his heart broken so many times by the lines, and I think he was just sort of like telling them both to not to get their hopes up or you know don't be fooled by right. this team or that team or this coach or that GM, and and so I and so I think you know as much as he tormented some people with his opinions, um, I think a lot of fans understood where he was coming from and probably probably felt like that as yeah, well. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would, would often say he was saying things that they were thinking and they yeah, weren't right. going to voice. But right. but the other thing about Drew that was true uh, was this deep knowledge of yeah. of the, 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 the job and sports generally. I mean, I, I can remember having conversations with him and being blown away by how much he knew, how much he remembered, how much he'd read up on, on the history uh, I think that's one of the things that made this sort of um, contrarian approach mm-hmm. to the work. That's what makes it work is that he's not he, just pulling it out of nowhere. It is out right, of and he wasn't some interloper who didn't understand sure. the reasons for Lions fans just you know absolute frustration with fifty year <laughs> plus years of. I mean, yeah, he had lived it, so he could sort of he had that base knowledge to begin with, and then, like you said, I mean, but you know, he'd spent. 30 years, 30 plus years, you know, 
writing about these teams, whether it was, you know, I mean, he was 10 years ahead of me and almost 10 years ahead of you at the, yeah. at the Michigan daily right. back then. And, and, um, but then, you know, straight to the free press after college and preps and then covering Michigan state as a beat writer and the Pistons in the heyday. And so he had been and done, you know, just about everything. And, and so he knew what he was talking about. He certainly understood, you know, his, his source material. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, and of course he will be, Deeply missed, not just by the journalism community, but I think uh, uh, the, the the wider community here. And, and actually, it's been really remarkable to see yeah. the number of sports teams, for instance, who have given a nod to Drew over the last Yeah, and even just yesterday, I mean, like Tom Izzo, like you said, you, you know, t- that was his last column, essentially, was, mm-hmm. was off Michigan State basketball. And Tom Izzo was probably the guy he knew best of all of the people, the figures that we cover here and, and vice versa. And so that was that one really hit hard. But even just yesterday at the Lions game, and we're now you know two days removed from it, Kirk Cousins, Washington Redskins quarterback, a guy who, you know, <laughs> had some not-so-nice things written about him by Drew Sharp, <laughs> <Right? laughs> began his press conference to show you what guy Kirk Cousins is, but also began his you know, press conference with offering his condolences to Drew, who, you know, who he, he called an equal opportunity offender, was I think <laughs> the way he phrased it, or something like that, which is probably the perfect yeah. way to do it. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, he was, he was, he was, he would get after here, it, and, you know, and, and he will be missed. Yeah. There will be a void here. Yeah. Okay. John Neo, Detroit News sports columnist. Thanks very much for joining Thanks, me Steve. this morning. Yeah. All right, up next, we're going to talk about what is the truth and is that changing in this election? Is it changing fundamentally? Is it changing permanently so that the notion of what's true, what's not, and why that matters will be different in our politics in the future? Stay with us on Detroit Today.